on this week's general admission, the first ever Jenny's. Brett and I suit up, pour some champagne, and hand out all the best awards for all the best and weirdest categories. So without further ado, let's go. you spread the news spread the news the awards that everyone have been waiting for are here the first official jenny's holding for applause um we're good all right everyone insert that in calm down post edit (laughs) oh yeah i'm gonna do that um brainstorm on the fly (laughs) brainstorm on the fly swatting flies in the storm all right chill we're here we're suited up if you're not watching on youtube we are suited up brett's got a fierce blue shirt on with a nice black jacket and a jerry garcia tie looking Fresh. I myself busted out the Professor Plum purple po- bow tie. Wore this at my aunt's 60th murder mystery party. I did not murder anyone. I was in a nodge in the basement with the microphone. Take him away, boys. <laughs> Check the envelope. <laughs> we we're here on December 15th. Nailed it. The year is coming to an end. We have lots to celebrate. Lift my champagne. Cheers to everybody. Cheers to you, Brett. Cheers to everyone whose ears we're in. I hope you're all excited. We're very excited. We're going to get to it. We're going to just jump right in. All right. Got a ton of awards to get to. Yeah, we have. Yeah, let's say, let's say we have 18 awards. So hold on tight. Okay. Okay. Our first award of the year is the holy shit. That show was this year of the year award. And the nominees are tool at Prudential February 26th. Holy shit. Holy shit. That was this year. I can't believe that was this year. Wow. That feels like so long ago. Then we have pup. May 9th at Starland. Holy shit. I wasn't I there. Believe, I can't believe that was this year. You weren't at that? It was so long ago, I forgot. You really weren't at that? I had to sell my ticket last minute. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. The beginning of this year, there was we we kept missing concerts. Not a great year for me, but I'm hoping to rebound in 2023. You ended strong. We'll be um, ending strong, I should say. Yes. Um, I have one for myself that Brett was not at. And that was Youngblood at Terminal 5. Holy shit. I can't believe that show was this year. Holy and shit. I, I didn't even know you went this year to see Youngblood. <laughs> me either. We were very much the oldest people there. It was a little weird, but he was awesome. 
we tried to rush in. We're like, we got to get a good spot. And then we realized that we could just like walk wherever we wanted because we were twice as large as everyone else. Because it was daycare. (laughs) A little bit. He was great, though. And I'm going to see him again. So. The Jenny goes to. Tool at Prudential because time is a flat circle and just a construct. And we are always and never at a Tool concert. We're at one right now. Where are we? Oh, man, I could have kept going. But I would have messed up the timing. It's a time pun, sort of. All right, moving on. Moving on. The second award, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little backstory here because I feel as if our listeners might not actually know why Brett is always calling me Hick Nodge. Back in college, we took journalism classes together, and one of the assignments was to interview someone for something. Me, being the star pupil that I am, put this assignment off until the day before. And could not find anyone to interview. So I interviewed myself as Hick Nodgins, interviewing Nick Hodgins. And thus, the legend was born. (laughs) Keep it together, Brett. And now it's the Grim Reaper of jokes, because I can never (laughs) let a joke die. (laughs) No, the, the words Brett puts my reverse name into is never ceases to amaze me so without further ado the nominees for the hick nodge of the year award read them off brett remember these are all for 2022 yes we have jehovah hickness knocking on your door kidnap the hickey nodge throw him in a box see here nodge great festival hick nodge paula great band uh can i read this next one you can all right, this one this one's a fish song. Uh, the song is Susie Greenberg, but it will it goes hickey, 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 hickey nodgins. Thank you. That was great. And the <laughs> classic you. but a goodie, nudge. Oh wait, no, this is this is another yeah. fish one. Yeah. Nudge. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> Keep that- nodging up that hill. Nodgeball, a true hick story. Great movie. The milkshake brings all the nods to the yard. Damn. And they're like, it's better than Bob. Never. <laughs> 10,000 hicks in the air, a little disturbed tribute. Lifestyles of the hick and the famous. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time reading this one all day. I'm still struggling. <laughs> You got this. It was this was Coheed's latest album. Nodgins to a window, <laughs> a window of the waking hick. <laughs> and because I had to get a la- one last late minute entry, Hickey Thumb. Oh yeah, Hickey Thumb, Buddha Thumb, sitting drunk on a wagon to Mexico. And correct ah. me if I'm wrong, but these are all things I've texted you throughout the year. Yeah. So I went into my <laughs> our phone conversation and I searched Hick. And then see all, and then nodge and see all, and I pulled all these out. So this doesn't even include things on the show and G chat conversations, because you know we only have so much time for these awards. 
So, Brett, as the hick of Nodge, who does the Jenny go to? I think it has to go to Nodgins to a window of the waking hick. What a curveball. Hickey thump was close. (laughs) Hickey thump was close. Kidnap the Hickey Nodge was good. And lifestyles of the Hick and the Famous just kind of like fits really nice. You mean you don't like Jehovah's Hickness? (laughs) Did someone knock on your door? Why did you text me that? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even begin to explain how my mind works. So (laughs) we'll leave leave the mystery. (laughs) All right. On to the next award. My face hurts from laughing already. This next award goes to the best song to be featured in a universally loved sci-fi TV show set in the 80s that was played in an alternate dimension. And the nominees are Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill, Metallica, Master of Puppets, and the Jenny goes to both of them, because they were both huge hit songs that took place in a universally loved sci-fi TV show set in the 80s that was played in an alternate dimension. No your Master. Those songs got huge. I mean, Master Puppets was already huge, but got re-huge. Running Up the Hill made my 100 playlist, so. That's wild. It was everywhere because I I watched it late, not that late, a couple of weeks, but in late the enough. span of Stranger Things, that's like everyone's seen it already. <laughs> but yeah, running up that hill was unavoidable for when when did it come out? Was it October? July Halloween? Right? Oh, July. July. Last season was October. Yeah. Our next award is the reunion of the year, and the nominees are. My Chemical Romance, who put out a new song and toured. Despite this announcement happening years ago, it happened this year. So they fit the bill. Then we have, of course, Blink-182. The worst kept secret. The worst kept secret in the music industry. Tom rejoined. Everyone lost their mind. Everyone got really mad at Ticketmaster. And then everyone listened to Edging and complained about Ticketmaster. That was a fun, fun month. That was August, I think. At least that's that's when the single came out. I think you're right. Great song. Great, great, normal, classic Blink song. Um, we also had, I put Paramore on here. Is Paramore get back together this year? I always get confused I'm with. Pretty sure it was this year. Okay. Because I know Haley Williams does solo stuff, and I never know like what's what anymore. Because I don't follow them close enough. So we were young was like their first show back, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm, possibly. It's not fact check, so I could. Yeah, no, nah, it, it it it's a fact, according to us. But yeah, they got back. They put out two new songs the news and something else and 
whatever one just came out i think this it's the why. news this is why uh the news is the newer one that's the new one that came out last week really good the Very drums good in that song. song are insane really like that song um the nudes it's not what it's called <laughs> Um, I put Pantera on here, but I don't think that's entirely true. But they announced they'd be touring as Pantera with Metallica. And I think, um, is it Zach Wilde that's stepping in for Dimebag? So, from Black Label Society? Yeah. Right. And wasn't he, he was Ozzy's guitarist for a long time, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Crazy Coach train. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know. I think they have another person stepping in for someone else. I, I not well versed enough in Pantera, even though I love their music. And then the final nominee, the Sydney Lanier High School class of 1970. This Alabama class was trying so hard to have their 50th year reunion, but COVID threw a wrench in the gears. And after three years of waiting, that reunion happened last week. As reported by Google News. So congrats to the Sydney Lanyard High School class of 1970. We're really glad you guys had your reunion. I'm sure most of them are listeners, so it's probably a pretty big deal for them to get mentioned in this. They might be going home with more than just good memories. And the Jenny goes to. The Sydney Lanyard High School class of 1970, who finally had their 50th reunion after three years of waiting. Congrats. Congrats, all you funky folks. May your 51st be even better. May your 80s be great. Or no, they're probably in their 80s now. Because they had to wait three years. True. Yeah, let's let's hope they, yeah. They're going to have a great 60th reunion. See you guys in 10 years. For our next award, we have... I got to stop touching the microphone. I'm sorry. I know that's getting picked up. Anyway, for our next reward, award. Reward? Award? Award of some sorts. Award of some sorts, yes. We have the Tiny Album of the Year, also known as the EP of the Year. And the nominees are... Bayside with the red EP. Strangest Faces was so good. Then Weezer with Sissons. All of them? All of them. Well, I guess only one of them could win EP of the year. But they're all nominated, except... The one that's not out yet? Yeah, and... uh. Spring. Let's take spring out. <laughs> summer. Summer. Summer is just summer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just summer. Next we have... No, you like fall the best, right? Autumn? Autumn. Autumn. We like autumn. autumn the best, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Those albums did not stick with me well. <laughs> Next we have The Front Bottoms, the Teresa EP. Anytime the front bottoms put out a grandma EP, it's a great, great day. They don't miss. No, they don't. Reworked old songs. No new ones on this, but that's okay. 
Um, we have Rise Against, Nowhere Generation 2. This was B-Sides from their album, Nowhere Generation. Um, there was one really good one on there that I don't remember the name of. Um, it was something. Yeah, had a great bass part. I remember that much. What was the name of that song? It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to get hung up on it. We're going to keep moving. And then finally, we have Amberlynn with the Silver Line EP. Amberlynn, who were announced as broken up, got back together, did some shows. It was awesome. Put out this EP. That was slightly heavier than what they usually do, maybe. I but enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a whole lot. What do you what do you think, Brett? Which which ones of these stood out to you the most? You can lean in Bayside. Ooh. If I had to pick just one. Oh, the front bottom's close too. I know. Bayside, Strangest Faces was really good. I mean all of those songs. All those songs were good. That was definitely the shortest EP of the bunch. Only like only three had... songs. Yeah. Um, definitely not Weezer. My vote, yeah, for me, it's it's between Bayside and Amberlin. Because Amberlin is also very good. I just wasn't expecting it, and yeah, I just like when a a band that's been around that long puts out music that you're not expecting, and it's actually good. It's pedal the metal. Yeah, which. Bayside kind of falls under that uh, category, but they haven't stopped. So, all right. I think we're going to have to give it to Bayside. Strangest Faces carries yeah. the award home for them, I think. I have seen the Strangest Faces. Yellow Teeth and Scary Eyes. Great October EP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was a that that was a song. I just I hit that little repeat button on Spotify until it shows a one, and I just listened to it like in a row, over and over. The magical button. Yeah, yeah. When a song is that good, and you just want to learn it, you just you just hang on tight. Oh, it's fun. And we'll have a nice, fun Bayside episode in the near future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a Bayside dive. I'm going to learn from a Bayside fanatic what the best way to approach them is. Because I think Brett and I both have one, maybe two albums that like we really like, and then the rest we don't pay attention to. Be part of our new Roadmap series coming in 2023. That's right. It's a tease. Got excited. Um, on to our sixth award. We have the festival of the year. This is a tough one because you could just list all the festivals and they're not really going to stand out too much. So I put See Here Now and Rockville on here because I was at both of those. Rockville rained so much, so... Screw that festival. Screw Florida. Never going back. 
It's like the Lesson Jake song, but never going back to Florida, not New Jersey. Just weird Florida. Yeah, just threw it down, flipped it, and reversed it. Sorry, Cam Trash. We love you guys too. I'm not going to Florida for an outdoor music festival ever again. It's a horrible idea during hurricane season. Why would they even do that? Anyway, asking for it. <laughs> anyway, um, there was Riot Fest, which a lot of great videos came out of that. Riot Fest is the Chicago. Chicago. Nice. They have Lollapalooza too. I've never been to Chicago. No, me I wouldn't either. mind seeing one of these festivals there, though. They got that big shiny bean and that tall building. The Sears Tower. Yeah. And <laughs> rise against. Building. And Wrigley Field. And Obama. Obama. And no one else of importance is from Chicago. Um. <laughs> Alkaline Trio. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I was trying to not acknowledge a dumb person who used to be a good artist and now he's a crazy person. Yes. He's not from Chi Town. <laughs> um, though we had the one we were young fest when we were wind fest. That was that was a really fun weekend and we weren't even at it. It was just fun like watching that go Seeing down. Seeing the reactions. Yeah. Uh, there was Boston Calling, which is always a good lineup. I was supposed to go to Boston Calling, and COVID ruined it. I was going to see Rage Against the Machine there, RIP. Um, yeah, and then a gazillion other festivals. So I think the best festival is the one you're at, unless it's Florida, then it's not. But I think we have to give the Jenny two when we were young fest. It's only now, fair. I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. Or yeah. the New York, New Jersey area. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that festival was so big for the music that we love and grew up with. So that festival doing well was good for all of us. We root for that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You want to introduce this next one, Brett? Yeah, so this is a little fun <laughs> one. So this is the Misery of the Year Award. So for longtime listeners, you'd know, I think it was like our first two months of the show, we kept covering albums that had Misery in the title. We had uh, Goodbye to Misery by Cold Ears, which is also our first nominee. And our second nominee is Misery Made Me by Silverstein. They both came out right near each other. Mm-hmm. And we have a longtime nominee going back to the mid 2000s of which is Paramore's Misery Business. Yes. And the fourth nominee is trying to buy tickets to any arena or stadium event through Ticketmaster. Not much more misery than that. No. I mean, you should have <laughs> seen the voting on this one. I don't think any of the albums or songs mentioned here got a single vote. <laughs> No, so the the winner nice. by a landslide goes to Ticketmaster. Thank you for causing misery all throughout 2022 and I'm sure beyond that. Thank you, Ticketmaster. It is always miserable time when a band you like announces a tour. And for that, we appreciate you. Because what misery, else will we complain about? Misery made Ticketmaster. 
That's right. They made it a cold, miserable year as they do their business. <laughs> that song made a comeback this year, though. So it's actually relevant on this list. It's allowed to be played live again. Yeah. Or they're acknowledging it live again, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the whole story behind that. Something she didn't like saying the word whore or something, but there's something a video. Those lines. There's a video that was going around a while ago when they first started playing again. And she gives this whole speech about whatever, what she's learned and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, fuck it. And now like just how you bring it back. Yeah. Now they need to like edit the their album on Spotify and just add that fuck it before the intro because I want to hear it every time I put that song out. Nodge. Nodge business. Next we have the nostalgia song of the year. We talked about this last episode, how so many bands like doing these nostalgic songs. And we like listening to them, even if it's like a cliche, who cares? So the nominees are Bowling for Soup, Wouldn't Change a Thing, Nickelback, Those Days, and Lit. Do it again. And the Jenny goes to. None of them. It goes to Nickelback Photograph, the ultimate nostalgia song. The Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> That's right. We're changing the Nostalgia Song of the Year Award to the Photograph Award. Maybe next year a different band could win. Or we'll just give it to Nickelback for those days. Just photograph part two. I love a good nostalgia song. Especially now in our older age. Yeah. As our bands age with us. I want to find the some of those lyrics in the Bowling for Soup song were. Let's see. Let's pull these up. We had when I was a kid, Zoom was a TV show. Had a telephone hanging on the wall. I sang about 1985, 19 years after 1985. He sings about his wife. Maybe I wouldn't have bailed on Green Day because Dookie got so popular. <laughs> That's a good one. And I would have bet the Steelers in the 09 Super Bowl. Or, yeah, yeah, that adds up. Oh, yeah, they beat the Cardinals. Yeah. It's a nice, nice song. If... Nickelback wasn't, if they didn't write Photograph, maybe Bowling for Soup could have took that one home, but sorry. Sorry, Bowling for Soup. Maybe next year. Not your year. It's okay. It's okay. Whereas Nickelback would say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They would say that. They would say that. So this next one is a more is another more real award. It is our concert slash show of the year award. Keyword R. Our. 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 
Yeah, so that means we have to pick one we were both at. Is that what we're saying? Or just from a podcast perspective, like shows we attended. Okay, okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just clarifying. Okay, I thought you were adding just Clarifying the caveat. rules to make sure all the nominees yeah. are legitimate. So I think we can both agree that tool was very, very good. Can you confirm that? <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that in a later award. <laughs> I think it was good. Um, what was one of your favorites, Brett? Definitely the Mendingers at in Asbury. Oh, I don't know why I always think that was at Crossroads. Four Year Strong was also up there. Some Forty One Simple Plan, I think, is a very, very strong contender. But I think. Yeah. My favorite hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, that's some forty one. I step into the freezer. You won't. But hold on, I have it up at all times. Fifteen days, three hours, forty-four minutes, and three seconds. So we go to fish. The only band that could make me wish Christmas away. Because I'm just so excited for that concert. Passing up Christmas for Fishmas. That's right. Um, yeah, Sum 41 was great. Because like those just summer shows at the summer stage. A bunch of your friends go. You just like drink beers and hang out. And they were both like really, really good. Like even the bartender said it was like one of the best shows they had there all summer. Yeah. Yeah. And Simple Plan like totally shoved it in my face because i was kind of a hater for no reason and they were so good so and now you're a i'm addicted to them yeah uh let's see i had chili peppers and the strokes on here because that was just a really good show chili peppers are a band that gets played out but then you see them live and you're like oh damn there's a reason that they are that good and kind of in that same vein, although I wouldn't really say they're played out, but they do get played all the time. Rage Against the Machine. Both both strong contenders. That would probably been, would have been mine had I attended that one. Yeah, I think Rage gets the edge. It would probably go Rage, then Chili Peppers. Just because I have never seen either of them before. And, and Tool was like a beast that like, the first leg of the tour, I think we've got like the best of Tool. These yeah. are more like of the deep cuts. Yeah. Tool, I kind of put almost in the fish category where it's like, uh, this sounds so corny, but like, I don't care. It's like an experience more than like a show almost. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It feels like more than just going to see a band perform. Like, those. I don't know, music that just like makes you think with crazy light shows and drugs and other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give mine to Rage. My Jenny's going to Rage. Who's getting yours, Brett? We'll give two on this one. Can I give it to the concert I haven't gone to yet? A hundred thousand percent. I'm doing it. Fish on December 29th. Congratulations. Show of the year. <laughs> 
our next award, we have the stinker of the year. These are albums that were just so bad. We struggled to get through them and don't really care to listen to them again. Not many of these this year, but no, these ones were so bad. Yeah, they were unforgettable, as you said. No, no, just forgettable. They were forgettable. If they were unfor, well, no, they're so bad that we're not going to forget them. But they were so bad, they were easy to nominate. Yes. They were forgettable and unforgettable. Rememberable. And the nominees are (laughs) MGK for putting out the most mediocre follow-up album to a good album that the world has ever heard. I can't tell you the name of this. I can't tell you the single off it. Mainstream sellout. Mainstream sellout. Yeah. Um, So clever. Really be rabbiting that one. The next one. Maybe this album just wasn't for this side of the world, but whatever the first album Drake put out this year, I wasn't for me. There was some beats. I, I don't know that I even listened to the whole thing. Remember the name of this one, Brett? I am pulling it right now, and it is honestly never mind appropriately. Ah, that is appropriate. People I prefer <laughs> the beats from Doug compared to the beats on this one. There you go. And this third album was a stinker, and it was probably my biggest letdown of the year. I think I could speak for both of us when I say we both really like this band. So this album not being good was an extra bummer. But Shine Down, Planet Zero. Sorry, guys. Planet Zero was a good song. The whole album wasn't bad completely, but it's not what I want from that band. The same number of stars that we would give it. That's right. Because we always do star ratings on this show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't. Maybe next year. Sing about cancel culture. Grow up. You take a side. Grow up, Brent. Smith. That it is your real Zach. name. It might be Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably both of them. But anyway, our next award. <laughs> this next award. Is for all you math people out there. This next award is the most albums of the year award. And the nominees are the Red Hot Chili Peppers with two albums, Unlimited Love and Return of the Dream Canteen, which we're totally going to listen to any day now, maybe next week. Um, We talked about him before. Drake, also with two. He had that first one and then that other one, which wasn't which wasn't even fully by him. Her loss. Not a very strong showing for Drake in this category. Another band with not a great showing, the Goo Goo Dolls. They only put out one album this year, so they're not gonna win most albums of the year. They didn't want the world to see them. Then we have Weezer 
with four EPs, which is like equal to two albums, maybe. Shout out, Parco. Shout out, Parco. Kicking off our new year next year with oh yeah the final season review. With the winter season. We have spring season, summer season, fall season, and winter, which isn't out yet. And last, but far from the least, because there were so many, we have King Gizzard and the wi- Lizard Wizard, Wizard Lizard, with six albums. Six albums, 68 tracks, 357 minutes, and three seconds of music butterfly 3001 made in timeland omnium gatherum ice death planets lungs mushrooms and lava laminated denim and lastly changes congrats to king gizzard and the wizard lizard that's a lot of albums i'm throwing in my time out real quick is it wizard lizard or lizard wizard wizard lizard final answer yes lizard wizard wait really lizard (laughs) is first (laughs) no way (laughs) i believe you oh my god you're right uh i've tainted their victory sorry guys everyone on youtube can see me giving you a technical foul damn (laughs) throw the flag Oh man, just threw my pocket square behind the desk. Wait, but isn't lizard wizard and wizard lizard the same thing? Well, a wizard lizard is a human who is crossed with a dragon, kind of like a dragon king type type um, creature. But a lizard wizard is a full lizard who has the profession of a wizard. There's the difference. Yeah. Don't say we never taught you anything on this podcast. That's right. Lizard wizard. Should be easy to remember because L comes before W in the alphabet. So, you know, in case anyone's (laughs) a trivia, there's that little uh, mnemonic device for you. Anyway, congrats to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Brett, you want to do this next one? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to talk. All right. So this one, we do not have a winner yet. So it'll be determined following the reading of the nominees. So this is our email album of the year award. Our nominees are Tiny Moving Parts with their self-titled album. Pup, with the unraveling of Pup the Band. Camp Trash, our good friends. The Long Way, The Slow Way. And another good friend, Green and Bear, Naturally Goes. All right, let's hash this out. A lot of strong contenders here. A lot of strong contenders. Based on purely based on my Spotify listening, I would have to lean towards Camp Trash. That entire album made the playlist. Yeah. Um, 
I'm with you. It it the entire album also made mine. Um it, it doesn't happen that often, so I feel like I have to give my vote there. The entirety of Tiny Moving Parts and two pup albums made mine. And four Grin and Bear songs. So all these albums had pretty strong showings. I'm have to throw a flag on myself. Uh oh. Throw it. I think I actually had to lean Grin and Bear for being one of the first guests on this show and releasing a very strong, great album this year. I I do agree with you. Um not only because Brian is a friend. But I really, really love that album. I, I listen to it very frequently. Like all these other albums, I binged. Um, I still go back to Camp Trash. Like there, it'd probably be them and Grin and Bear at the top of this category. Um, I want to give it to Grin and Bear personally because the songs are so creative. You know, like exactly we kind of word I was thinking of too. We talked about it in the interview a little bit, which you guys will hear next week. We have like a best of interviews coming out, but um, he doesn't really follow so much of like the chorus verse chorus bridge mold. Um, he lets the songs and lyrics dictate where the songs are gonna go, and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like he's trying to do that. It naturally goes, as the album is called. Um, that was very well played. <laughs> it happened naturally. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this episode's over. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's vulnerable, which you want in an emo album. It's so, it's so fun to sing along to. All these albums are, to be fair. Um, I think I can say that this is my favorite genre of music. Far and away. Yeah. It's how the podcast came about. Yeah. Because you get awesome, awesome instrumentals, but you also get really good, relatable, interesting lyrics. Like, uh, and you get screams and yelling like this. A uh, little bit just, of everything. I just love it. Yeah. Something for everyone. But yeah, I think the Jenny goes to Grin and Bear. Congrats. The show also was amazing this year. I hope there's more in the future. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that one, but definitely on my to-see list now. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, Speaking of, Halogens played that show at the New Jersey band in this, in this genre, and they're playing the lanes in January, I think. So them and Ogbert the Nerd, who toured with Camp Trash, who they talked about in their watermelon story, which will also be on next week's episode. Um, so I kind of want to go see that because I've somehow never been to the lanes and it's like Great a $12 fan. show, which is pretty awesome. Compared to like 12,000 for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, well that segues Segui's perfectly into this next award. We have the fan base versus ticket master of the year award. 
There's some good ones in here. Um, you want to go back and forth on these, Brett? What's Let's what's your what's your favorite one here? Maybe well, I don't know if that would be the same as saying a winner. But I guess it doesn't matter. You could kick it off with any of these fine nominees. You could do the first two. All right. All right. So the first nominee is the Swifties for starting a lawsuit against Ticketmaster, who just straight up said, we're not selling tickets on the day we said (laughs) tickets would go on sale. Amazing. Which is never, I don't think it's ever happened before. I don't, not that I know of. That's as unreal. Like they just sold all the pre-sale tickets. Like, uh, uh, scam city. Miserable, miserable ticket master. Which we will get to. Yeah. The next nominee is the Blinkheads for complaining a lot about Blink-182 <laughs> tickets, but they are completely validated by that complaining. Yes. It should not have been this hard to get Blink-182 tickets. Some I guess s- they've been away for a while, but... Yeah. And some say the lawsuit from Taylor Swift wouldn't have happened without Blink laying the groundwork of anger. Because I bet there's some crossover, whether it's fans or houses that have a Blink fan and a Swifty, if not both. It was and not then, a small thing. No, it was not. No, it was not. Um, the next and one. You will not be going to that rock show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. Um, the next one we have are I have dubbed this. Of them, the Bruce Boomers, for bringing attention of Ticketmaster's bullshit to a whole new generation of people. Um, yeah, Bruce was the first one to get people pissed off about it this year. Again, these all artists all have to opt into dynamic pricing, so they could say what they want, but in the end, they signed up for this, so there's some blame there. And then this one just happened this past weekend. Um, I'm not entirely sure who this artist is, but Bad Bunny for defrauding thousands with fake tickets and leading to a lawsuit between Mexico and Ticketmaster Mexico. Um, Basically what happened here was a bunch of tickets were sold and a bunch of them just straight up didn't work or were fake and they couldn't get in. And thousands of people I think the number was 1,200 at the first show and 300 at the second show just had tickets that didn't work, that these people bought legally through Ticketmaster. So something's got to change. Do you know who Bad Bunny is, Brett? The rapper, I believe, right? As I, I lose so. my voice? I guess so. Um, he could tour with Blink because that's their logo. It's kind of a bad bunny. Blink Bunny and Bad Bunny? Yeah. Although, I don't know if Blink should tour with a rapper again. It didn't go so well when they had Lil Wayne on tour. He loved that tour. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could I forget? Um, I think we got to give this one to the Swifties. Because they have the power to bring Ticketmaster down. That's right. And they started a lawsuit, and they're all going to get like $6 back, so it's pretty exciting. Or a voucher for a show they don't want to go to. Hope they get a little more than that, though. I hope so. But 
we've been they here win, before. we all win. We've been here before a few times. So our next award goes to the 2000s band album of the year award. So this is a band that was big in the 2000s or big to us. Um, and they put out an album this year. So we had a few. We had Armor for Sleep, who we were lucky enough to have on the show. Um, had Bowling for Soup, Death Cab, and Early November. Um, I feel like Death Cab doesn't fit as much because they never really stopped, right? No, they've been no. they've been steadily putting out music. I feel like they had a nice return to form with this one. Yeah. This one seemed to make everyone happy, which hasn't been the case for the last couple of releases. It was a really good album. You you see you saw their tour, right? I did with uh he's doing Postal double sets. duty, Ben. Yeah, that's crazy. Two headlining sets and they're selling out the garden. I knew Death Cab was big, but like that's that's wild. Very beloved here. Um, Bowling for Soup also never really stopped. So just those. I want to mention that for both of them. Um, early November had a few new songs, some old songs. Yeah, I know you're a bigger fan than I am, but I enjoyed 20 and I enjoyed listening to The Room's Too Cold. And for all of this, I actually had fun deep diving all their stuff when we were when we were going through them. An excellent band. And I feel like this has been, this kind of gave you the best of both worlds. It gave you their early 2000s sound compared to how they are as a band now. And they meshed it together perfectly with this album. So it was definitely one of the stronger releases from 2000s bands. But I'm not sure if they're the winner or not. Yeah. um, I think my top two are between the Ray Museum, Armor for Sleep. And Death Cab. Um, I'm forgetting the name, even though I think I just said it. Um, Asphalt Meadows. I Both think it's really go good. Cab. I think it might have to, even though Ben was on the show. Um, I don't know. I, I liked them both, and I feel like they were kind of similar albums. They were both like... Same mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... Or we just call it a tie. We could we could each vote for one. I'm gonna give mine to Armor for Sleep. And I'll give mine to Death Cat. Congrats on your Jennies and your similar mood albums. But I will throw this out there too. This was yeah. the first year I discovered what to do. What's when I'm you're gonna, dead. I'm gonna what to do when you're dead. There you go. And was obsessed with it for like a good two months. So yeah, honorary award winner there in my books <laughs> um i'll let you say this next nominee or next award i should say which might be the best named award we have tonight next we today, have whenever you're listening to this next we have the across the pond of the year in it award and this goes to all the lovely bands that we've listened to across the pond like the arctic monkeys young blood cold years Parkway Drive, King Gizzard, and the Lizard Wizard. And we can't have Drake on here. 
I mean, he's across, across the Great Lake. <laughs> across something. <laughs> Toronto, across what is that lake? Erie. Erie. Sure. No, we were moving Drake. He's not no, Lake Ontario, I think. He's not an across the pond of the year in the award. Sorry, bruv. Um, these are all some fucking great artists. Um based on where other awards might be going. I personally have to give this to Youngblood. I listen to the album all the time. It is not even like I don't know what it is about him. I've said this so many times on this show, so I won't rehash it, but his self-titled album, I just love it. I love every song. It's so good. So he's got he's got my across the pond of the year in the award. Brett, who who's got yours? It's gotta be cold years. It's gotta be. Far and away in my books. Most yeah. songs on my end of the year listening. One of our first guests. We're still hoping to get them across the pond. That's right. To the pony. Or he said he wanted to play crossroads. I have a ton of that interview coming next week too. I could have put that whole interview on there. It was it was so fun to talk. It was to one him. of our best, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely an album of the year contender, which we'll be getting to next. That's right. Um, also, special shout out Arctic Monkeys. Um, that album wasn't like I'm forgetting the name. Um, it wasn't necessarily my favorite album, but it got me to go back to their earlier work. And um, what is it? Whatever you think I am. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be called. That's what it should be called. Um, that was the name of the album. I Whatever people so say much. I am, that's what I'm not. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that one might and have the, snuck on the, some of my top songs. The new album was just The Car. I didn't make it. The Car. Yeah, but that first album was so good. Um, Next up, I think we we have album of the year. So let's do it. Should we, we do it? in this one or are we combining it? Well, there's a chance we have the same answer, but um, we can read off our nominees. Let's do it. All right. Um, you, you kick it off. All right. So I already touched on this one, but my first nominee is Cold Years, Goodbye to Misery. This is not my home. Which has already taken home a couple awards tonight. Not the place where I belong. Camp Cope. No, not Camp Cope. Camp Trash. <laughs> excuse me. The Long Way, the Slow Way. Joyce Very Manor. Deserving. 40 Ounces to Fresno. The Wonder Years. Hum Goes On Forever. And Silverstein. Misery made me. I'm very surprised you don't have Coheed on there. I wanted to, but I edged it out with Silverstein because I figured the more yeah. options I had, the harder the decision would be. Yeah, true. Um, so for mine, I also have Cold Years and Camp Trash. Um, then I have Young Blood and Pup would probably be. My top four. 
it's so tough. So many albums came out. But yeah, I think I think those have to take the top four. I guess we just start eliminating till we come down to one. Sure. All right. My first cross off will unfortunately have to be Silverstein. They've made many favorite albums over the last 20 years. So. They have. Although that song, The Altar, Mary, so good. That whole album was just. And I'm, I'm going to give myself. Like buyer's remorse, if I keep thinking about it. But <laughs> me and me and my buddy Kyle might take a road trip to Stroudsburg to see them. Yeah, the tour's not coming around here. I saw. No, but Stroudsburg's like less than two hours. <laughs> Could be a fun road trip. Um, I'm gonna take off. I don't want to take off any of these. I'm gonna take off Pup. Because morbid stuff was better, but the unraveling was still a very good album. All right, my next one to hit the dunk tank is going to be Cam Trash. Great album, listened to it a lot, but most of that listening was done in the first half of the year. That's fair. Um, I'm going to join you with that. Um, I love that album. I still put it on and sing to it. But it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad about it because I don't have anything bad to say. But it just... Of these four, it's not my most favorite. We're just condensing. We're not taking <laughs> any shots here. I like how Based on purely listening, <laughs> if I had to base it on material alone, the one to your time goes on forever would probably be the winner. But if I'm basing this on purely what I listen to consistently and the most, I have to cross off hum goes on forever. Interesting. Yeah. What and what leading makes... me to a very difficult <laughs> decision. What makes an album best of the year? Is it just straight up how what you listen to the most, or is it what you know? That's the conundrum. Affected you the most? What made you think the most? I don't know. Also, one year wasn't the happiest of albums. No, no. Um. So my last two are Young Blood, Young Blood, and Cold Years, Goodbye to Misery. Cold Years takes something that I once loved and didn't know I was missing. And brought it back in a refreshing way. And Youngblood just surprises me every time he puts out music. Like, I listen to this so much and I I don't even know how to categorize it. There's like dance songs, there's rock songs, there's everything so catchy. Like, just straight up songwriting. The dude is a genius. Um, but... I think I'm going to have to cross Youngblood off for this one. He'll be my runner-up. That leaves me with one. So, Brett, are we going to are we going to sync up or are we going to have the proverbial axe chop one of these off? I'm taking the dive with you. I have to. 
We're going to be saying Chris Manners 40 ounce to Fresno was just an unbelievable album that you can listen to like five times in an hour, probably or hour and a half. My math is off there, but every song is good. It's great. It's a fun album, but there's just something special about goodbye to misery. And it was like our mid-year album of the year. And I feel like nothing has touched the specialness of that in the same way that that kind of scratched that nostalgia itch, but also like you see the promise in a band. I feel like I haven't really found albums pre, well, I mean, hopefully they blow up, but I feel like they have the potential to at least. It was a special album. Like combined with the fact that like he was one of the first like bigger guests to come on the show. Ross Gordon, shout out. We woke up at the crack of dawn interview him. Yeah. <laughs> we we did. We had to match up with uh dedication. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um again, st- stay tuned for, for next week because I put some of like our favorite parts of that interview together. So there's some cool stuff. But yeah, cold years goodbye to misery. Well deserved. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So this next one, I have song of the year. Um, this can be separate. This doesn't necessarily have to be from your album of the year. I did have so if my nominees would be thirty two, obviously off a of goodbye mm-hmm. to misery. Oldest daughter off of the one to years is hum goes on forever. Beautiful losers from Coheed's. Vax is part two. Oh, that was a good one. Don't doubt me from Sci Fi Soldier, which hey, did come out this year. Get more down digitally. <laughs> it took me like a good five to ten minutes to the debate between this one or I Am Miami. <laughs> That's such a funny one. And then Pup's totally fine. Uh, that's a really good one, too. And Damn. one more. I had Joyce Manners, Gotta Let It Go. 32 would, you... would probably be my winner, but amazing I'm album it with opener. my album of the year. It's an amazing album opener. And I turned 32 this year, so nice. Um mine I'm goes closer. to I just can't get enough of him, but mine goes to Sex Not Violence by Youngblood. It's just got like this crazy synth and this super catchy rhythm. It sounds like a song that like I like, I don't know, roller skated to at the rink when I was like 12 or something like that. Like, I don't know. It just sounds like a song that's been around forever and it's it's not. I just something about it. Just really like it. Didn't get album of the year, but he'll get song of the year. Yeah. Yeah. 32 is, is right there, obviously. Our, our second to last <laughs> award goes to Gummy of the Year. <laughs> the nominees are the gummy that kicked in too soon on Brett Len last week's episode. In case Brett. I sounded off last week, now you know why. <laughs> Care to comment. <laughs> Was ready for bed. In the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Felt good, though, but 
Yeah. That's not a pre-podcast uh meal, <laughs> so to speak. You can what well, you can read this next one since you you put it on here. <laughs> the one that Nick took at Tool, <laughs> which is why I asked if he remembered the concert. <laughs> not so much a gummy, but pretty close. <laughs> we Same were texture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were uh, feeling fantastic at that one. <laughs> he ate Toad from Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that concert was like one big mush, but it was really awesome in the moment. But I don't remember like specifics. <laughs> um, Brett, you can read this next one. <laughs> The oldie but goodie gummy bears. Ah, Hashino? <laughs> Habino? What, what are they called? <laughs> Is it Habaro? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Haribo. Haribo. There Haribo. Of course. I don't know what we just said before <laughs> that, but. <laughs> um, And then lastly. Oh, no, we have two. These both happened at See Her Now. We had one that caused a friend of mine to faceplant in the sand during Stevie Nicks in Asbury. He was okay. The and then we have them together. the one, that's right, we have the one that caused some random dude at See Her Now to ride his bike into a lake while we were eating burgers after the show. He was also okay, but that was very surreal. We saw he, someone pass by on a bike that was not in an area someone should be riding a bike. We all did a double take. Like, did you guys just see that person come by? And then someone yelled, oh, my God, there's a man in the lake. <laughs> and this dude, this dude stood up and his face was all bloodied and bruised. Well, no, first he was just laying there in the lake and we, people had to, like, drag him out. And then he's like, oh, what what the hell? What, what are you doing? He was all like shooken up. And he was like, not he should have been happier that people dragged him out of a lake. But um yeah, he wound up being okay. I remember the quote, um, don't call the fucking police was, was what he said. But the police showed up and they just laughed at him and he was okay. He went his own way. <laughs> <laughs> he did go his own way. Right. <laughs> Right into the lake. Um wonder how many people shut the podcast off at the puns. <laughs> they just shake their head. <laughs> damn it, Brett. <laughs> God damn it, Brett. Um, these are all strong contenders. You gotta give it to the dude. I think so. The dude who rode his bike into a lake. That's the most aggressive one. Parentheses, he was okay. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Some crazy shit. So shout out to the dude who rode his bike into a lake. Congrats on your Jenny for Gummy of the Year. And finally, we have the moment you've all been waiting for. Listeners of the Year. And it's you guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us make our stupid jokes and ramble about music. 
all over the world, apparently. Oh, nine world. different countries. Nine different countries. That's right. <laughs> Some crazy stuff. Uh, we wanted to do a special shout out to Meredith Violin. You are the first fan to interact with us who we didn't know in real life. So thank you for that. It's very exciting. And it's always fun when you and any of our other listeners and friends interact with us and make us feel like we're not shouting into a void. So we love you all very much. Congrats on your Jenny. We're going to mail them out. So just uh, keep a lookout for those. It's going to come with a copy of the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album that we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah. (laughs) Next week. Next week. Speaking of next week, I think we can maybe uh, share our resolutions for the new year next week. On the year end episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been reading these awards for. I think that's fair. A good a good it amount is, of time now. And it is the last episode of the year next week, right? Yeah. yeah so so no, no show Christmas week. Yeah. Um, next week, you're going to get... We'll be at Fish. Yes. And we will reign in the new year, recapping all of that. Um, so we're going to take the 29th off. Um, the 22nd, we're going to talk our New Year's resolutions and, you know, some current stuff, whatever's going on. And then... I put together our favorite moments from our favorite guests for our favorite interviews. Um, Not full interviews, just some fun clips. And we'll talk in between um, to like preview them. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, Thank you all for coming to the awards. Um, Follow us on YouTube at general admission podcast. If you want to see us dressed up in our suits and yeah, happy new year. Merry Christmas. That one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we could say either. Ha- happy Hanukkah too. I think that's starting pretty soon if it didn't Saturday. start already. Saturday. Eight crazy nights. That's right. Oh, we should talk about that. Also, I heard a a Jack Black Christmas song on the radio today. Really? It sounded like him. I don't know. We'll look it up. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> It must have been him because he was doing some guitar voices with his mouth that I don't think anyone else could do. Was it a Christmas version of Beelzebub? <laughs> Sounded like it. It really did. Um, but you yeah, challenge Jesus to a rock off. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that short. Get the South Park guys to do it. Uh, but that—that's our show. Um, we love you all, and. Uh, See you next week. Congrats on the award. And don't forget to wash your feet to drive with a variety. Nice. Nice.